You're listening to First Conyers Daily Podcast, Daily in the Word, with Pastor John Mark Oliver. Well, good Wednesday morning to you. Today is Wednesday, April the 13th, and we are in Passion Week and looking forward to our Good Friday, um, this Friday coming up. Remind you that we have our service at 7 a.m., 7 to 7.30 a.m. this Friday morning, our Good Friday service. We will be um, having communion together and, and just reflecting on that day um, that just began that whole Passion Weekend and Christ's resurrection on Sunday. So look forward to seeing you here Friday morning. Invite people, if you will. And as we start this morning, um, I just want to encourage you, if you will, go ahead and hit that share button on your Facebook feed and share this with others so we might encourage them to be in the Word together with us. Of course, this week we're looking at Passion Week and the events that that took place leading up to um, Christ's crucifixion on that Friday and His resurrection on Sunday morning. And there's a lot that took place in that week. And so this morning we're going to look at uh, part of His Jesus's discourse that's referred to as the Olivet Discourse. It was probably on that Tuesday or Wednesday after He had left the temple area where he was there overlooking the city of Jerusalem on the Mount of Olives. And if you've ever been to to Jerusalem, sitting there on the Mount of Olives, it's just such an incredible um, view of the temple area, the Temple Mount. Of course, the temple is no longer there, but the Temple Mount is there, and it's very clear uh, where that location is. And you can almost imagine Jesus sitting there talking to his disciples, knowing what was about to take place, and but at the same time giving them hope uh, as to what they would witness, uh, and that there was hope beyond his death and his burial. And we're going to look at some of that this morning in in uh, chapter 24 as we continue to journey. But there was one song that came to my mind as I was reading through and meditating in this passage this morning. And it's an old song uh, called, What a Day That Will Be. There's coming a day when no heartache shall come. No more clouds in the sky. No more tears to dim the eye. All is peace forevermore on that happy golden shore. What a day. What a day that will be when my Jesus I shall see and I look upon his face one favorite grace when he takes me by the hand and leads me through the promised land what a day glorious day I shall see and 
here on this earth, I think it's intended that the more we anticipate and look forward to his coming and his return. And that's some of what Jesus is going to be encouraging his disciples in, in Matthew chapter 24, as he leaves the temple area. And it's believed that he was probably residing in Bethany, perhaps at um, Simon the leper's home where he had been there. Uh, before the triumphal entry into Jerusalem. Nevertheless, wherever he was residing, uh, he would have left that temple area probably around sundown and, and or towards sundown and headed back to Bethany, which was about a two-mile walk from the center of Jerusalem. And as he's there, he sits down uh, on the hill overlooking Jerusalem on the Mount of Olives. It actually overlooks the eastern gate. They're going into the city of Jerusalem within the walls. And um, the view is spectacular as you look over the valley leading into the city. And he sits there with his disciples, and he had already shared some things with them in chapters 22 and 23 that we're not going to look at um, this morning. But I would encourage you to go back and read that, uh, the different things that he shares with them. And, and this is one of the longest discourses recorded in the gospel of Jesus' teaching. Uh, of course, we have the Sermon on the Mount in Matthew, and Matthew actually records about five long discourses of Jesus and his teaching. And so here he is sitting with the disciples after he'd left the temple area. Um, and he looks down, and he, he probably is making reference to the temple there. And he says in verse 2 that, uh, you see, do, do you not know, truly I say to you, that there will not be left one stone upon another that will not be thrown down. And this is a fulfillment that took place in the year 70 AD when the Romans sacked Jerusalem and they destroyed the temple and, and quite literally not one stone was left upon another. Um, there was absolute destruction. You can still see there the ruins that will take place. And so his disciples in verse 3 naturally ask the question, uh, when will these things be? And, and what will be the indication or what will be the signs of the coming of the end of the age? And here what's going to follow is Jesus is going to begin to lay out to them 
uh, in the near future and in the distant future, those things that will take place before the return of the Son of Man. Now, I'm not sure that the disciples fully grasped everything that Jesus was talking about at this point because uh, they didn't fully grasp that he was actually going to die. I think they held out hope until the very last moment, uh, not fully understanding. But Jesus is giving them hope to, to encourage them that, yes, he was the Son of God, he was the Messiah, and he had come to deliver God's people to make a way of, that we might be saved, um, and not to be disheartened when they would see the events that would unfold in just a few days, uh, but that, in fact, he surely would return again, that he was going to come again. And so they began to ask him, uh, what, will be the, what will be the signs that will take place? And he begins to explain to them the signs that, that are going to take place. He begins speaking of, of rumors of war and wars that will take place. Uh, he begins to warn them that there'll be false prophets, false messiahs that will come. Some of these things were going to take place in the near future in their lifetime, but also Jesus was looking forward to, even in our day, of uh, things that will take place. And um, the, the fact is, Jesus records here, in, in or Matthew records in Matthew chapter 24, that that the, that time, that day, is, is only reserved for the Father to know. We see this in verse 36, that when the Son of Man will return, and Lately, and, and it's been this way for the last 2,000 years, there have always been human, uh, human events, worldly events that have taken place that people have looked to the Olivet Discourse here, Matthew chapter 24, to try to determine, is this the time and is this the season that Jesus is going to return? Just here recently, as, as Russia has invaded Ukraine, um, we have a lot of buzz going around that this is, in fact, uh, the, the drawing near of Jesus's return. Well, I want to I want to point out to you the fact that all throughout the course of human history, there have always been events that we might look to and say, "Well, surely this is a sign of Jesus's return." Um, but the 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 real fact is, none of us know the time when Jesus is going to return. What's important for us to recognize and realize is that. Uh, we do not know the time that Jesus is going to return, but we we can hold to the fact and hold to the hope that we know that Jesus is going to return. And here in this in this uh, in this dialogue in this whole chapter, um, he he predicts and speaks of that time of the great tribulation that we know is going to come, and the fulfillment of Daniel's prophecy where the Antichrist will. Uh, erect a, an image of himself there in the temple that's to be rebuilt. And during that tribulation, he says that the wrath of God is going to be poured out on all mankind. And unless God were to withhold his hand in the wrath, surely even the elect, those who were being saved, would not be saved to the very end. But when you take all of this Olivet Discourse, and we don't have time to read all of the passage this morning, I want you to look at it today after we... Uh, after we conclude. But there's one thing that we take away from this discourse is that, that none of us really knows the time that Jesus is going to return, but we know that he is going to return. And the great question for us is this, are we ready for Christ's return? Uh, you see, there are only, there are only um, uh, two hopes really for us in, in this life. One is that, that we come to know Christ before we die before we meet the end of these days, or that he comes and returns while we're still here on this earth. 
And so uh, the fact is, is that Jesus is going to return, and in that day, there'll be great tribulation, he says. And are we ready for his return? As believers, are we walking in fellowship with him uh, and, and, and not living in a way that might be embarrassment to us when he returns, that he may come and find us involved in things that, that we would be ashamed of? The second thing is, do we know that we know that we know that we have truly been born again? The Bible makes it very clear that there's only one way of salvation, and that's through His Son, Jesus Christ, and trusting in His shed blood. No religion is going to save us. No church going is going to save us. No good deeds, no good works. None of that will save us, but it's only by the blood of Jesus. And the question is for us, are we ready for His return, and are we acting as though He could return at any moment? You see, he states in this Olivet Discourse that um, that the gospel message will be preached to all nations before these things happen, and um, some take that literally that every every um, every people group on earth will have heard the gospel. I'm not sure if that's what Jesus intended there, or what he meant, but we know this that that the days are drawing near, and Jesus could return at any moment. Jesus also could delay. And he may not come for another millennial. We just don't know. And I would encourage us not to set our sights on current events and try to predict the day and the time that Jesus was gonna, is going to return. But I would encourage us and motivate us that we're to live every day as if Jesus could return today. You see, that's the Father's business to know when he's going to send his son back uh, to the earth. But we know that when he comes, he will certainly come not in the same way he came in the first time, but in this time he's going to come to rule and to reign, and judgment will take place in all of the earth. And so those who have trusted Christ will be judged to be righteous. Those who have denied Christ will be um, will be expelled, where he says here that they'll be cast into a place of utter darkness, where there'll be weeping and wailing and the gnashing of teeth. That day is going to come. We don't know when that's going to happen. But we need to live every single day as if Jesus could return today. I'm amazed sometimes at at, uh, at believers who get caught up in the in the um, in in the mystique, if you will, of the return of Christ in, in times, and and yet they'll they'll do nothing uh, in relation to the mission that Christ has given to us. They love to try to figure out the nuances of of the events that are taking place today and to try to figure out all the things that, that only are reserved for God to know, and they'll never figure it out on this side, but, but in their pride they think they can. Um, but who will never lift a finger, who will never open their mouth to express, to share Christ with those who are lost, just as they were before God, by God's grace they were saved. And so I would encourage us that to, to live every single day knowing that Jesus could return at any moment. And our job, our mission is to share the gospel with every person that we possibly can so that they too may experience the grace that we've experienced through salvation in Christ Jesus. And so I close today encouraging you to go back and read this chapter. There's just too much in the chapter uh, to try to go into this morning. I've just kind of bottom line what the chapter is. But these are the events that, that led up to that crucifixion that Christ would suffer on that Friday where your sins and my sins would be placed on him and the wrath of God would be poured out on him. And then the resurrection that guaranteed 
that, that eternal life that we might have hope in him. I'll conclude with this. You've probably heard me state this before. I love the question that was posed to Martin Luther, the reformer. And someone asked him, if you knew that Jesus was coming back today, what would you do? Or tomorrow, what would you do today? And Martin Luther said, I, will, I would plant a tree, meaning that he would not do anything different today uh, than he would any other day, knowing that Jesus could return the next day. May we live our life that way. And may God give us an opportunity. Let's pray and ask God to give us an opportunity today to plant a seed of the gospel in somebody's heart, whether it be at the grocery store, whether it be at our workplace, whether it be our school, uh, wherever God may have you today in his providence, would you be willing and, and able and intentional to share the hope of Christ with somebody? And if you recognize that that person has had that gospel seed sown in their heart, May God give us the wisdom to know how to cultivate that seed. And if God, by his grace, would allow us to witness him save somebody today, that would be a glorious day. Well, I pray the Lord blesses you and he keeps you today. I look forward to being with you tomorrow morning as we will look tomorrow morning at that, at that Last Supper discourse with Jesus and his disciples uh, leading up to Good Friday. And I encourage you to be there with me tomorrow morning. Invite others to join us on Facebook. You can also view these daily devotions um, through YouTube and other media platforms. I think there's Apple Podcasts, etc. So let's spread the word. Let's encourage people to be in the word. I love you and I look forward to seeing you tonight if you're part of First Conyers at our, either our women's study or our men's study or student ministry or children's ministry tonight on campus as this semester begins to wind down. I love you and I pray the Lord bless you and keep you. Have a great day. Thanks for listening to our daily podcast. For more information about First Conyers, visit our website at firstconyers.com.